Karen, you need to tell us where you are because this is new scenery for us. I am connecting to you from the, the very bowels of the beast, the very the very belly of the Neald in Chippenham. This is the understage. It's full of equipment and stands and speakers and soldering gear, wires and all sorts and chocolate. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Chippenham and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Sheer Isolation. I am John. I am in my usual spot in Cricklade. Kieran is in the, the depths of the Neil Hall in Chippenham. I am. I'm under the stage directly above my head. In little over a week, we're going to have some red hot comedians coming through to Chippenham. I've missed stand up, though. I mean, I, I know this programme is all about music and the local music scene, but equally, I've also missed a good comedy night seeing a good stand up comedian just, yeah, just as much as live, live music. Yeah, comedy, it hits, it hits differently, doesn't it? Tickles your funny bone, whereas music tickles you somewhere deeper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. That's much. the new strap line for the show. <laughs> <laughs> tickles you somewhere deeper. Okay. Moving on. Today's get, uh, as usual, we'll play a couple of tunes from some uh, local acts. We've got a, a guest. We've got some um, Adam from Wiltshire Music Centre, which is a centre I've frequently seen the signs for uh, near uh, in Bradford-on-Avon, but I, I've never been there and I don't know exactly what they do, so I'm guessing we're going to be talking to him about that. It's a wonderful purpose-built uh, music centre for classical music. Um, I've been inside, I've seen its tech. It's an amazing space. Very, very lovely, lovely group of people. So looking forward to hearing from him. Now this weekend, the uh, 7th and 8th of August, it feels like this is the weekend where big events are happening in the area again, which is really yeah. lovely. Um, so yeah. in Swindon, we've got Swindon Pride happening. They've got uh, a music yeah. stand and all kinds of events going on. Also, the Bath Festival, where yes, Bath Festival, McFly Scouting for oh. Girls, UB40, some incredible names. It's just lovely to think that finally, after all this time, events of a decent sized capacity are now moving on and actually happening. Well, we've also got Frank Turner in Froome, which is my gig that I'm promoting. And we've also got Jive Talking in Chippenham, which is where I'll be working Saturday night. So I can't even go to my own gig on Saturday. <laughs> there you go. We just need two of you. I don't think my wife would enjoy that, but um, everybody else would. <laughs> um, John, I've got some product placement here this week. Wait, 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 wait. It's not product placement time. We'll do that in the next link. Can't believe after all this time, I still have to train you. <laughs> I don't remember. It, John, you made it happen. I just talk. I don't know what, how you do it. Um, no, we got to play a track first. I thought we would play a, a band that is going to be appearing at Bath Festival on sun, uh, Sunday the 8th, which is Port Erin. They've been going for a, a, must be 16 years now. I remember giving them uh, one gig, I think, in Devizes back in the day and didn't give them a gig ever since. Not because I don't like them, not because I don't like the members, just it never, ever panned out or worked. But um, their frontman, Ruben, is a wonderful human being, really good promoter, runs his really good music organisation. And I, they're a band I'm immensely fond of. I just haven't ever worked with enough. So good choice of music, John. It's one of those bands that just seems to be interconnected with everything around Swindon and Wiltshire. They're, they're just, everybody kind of knows that. I'm surprised we haven't played them in, in all the times we've been doing this podcast. We've not played a single track of theirs. Well, you know, there's, now is a good time. I think celebrate them playing at Bath Festival. Do it. Why not? So this tune, we're only going to play a part of it because I've just seen how long it is, but this is called The Fuzz and All That They Feed. Friday's moved aside It's Monday's ride Your Monday pride Ripping ocean sky Hell, I'm jumping in 
if you want to hear the full track, then uh, you can find that on YouTube. It's by Poor Terrin. And the track is The Fuzz and All That They Feed. Just played you a tiny proportion of that. It's, it's one of those bands, they, they like going for the anthemic, lengthy tunes. Right, do you want to, what was your product placement? It's the elusive Ben Marwood CD. Barry Oxygen Thief is going, he's listening to his entire CD collection. And he's documenting it on social media. And he went through his Ben Marwood section the other day and he played this CD. And it spawned a massive response between everybody that loves Ben Marwood. We're all chatting about it. And, and I happen to mention that I didn't have this CD. I have his entire back catalogue. I have the first two EPs that nobody's got, but I don't have this. And luckily, it's a split CD of a band called The Quiet Quiet Band, who were a fantastic sort of folk punk band from Reading. One of their members is now living in Luxembourg. And he said, oh, I've got three copies. Would you like one? I said, yes, please. I PayPal'd him the equivalent of about seven euros and he posted it to me. So that's the power of social media and the power of lovely people. And I have finally got my hands on the one record by Ben Marwood I didn't have. Would it not have been easier to ask Ben for a copy? He didn't have any copies. <laughs> he didn't have a copy of his own album. <laughs> he, he sold them all. So. Oh, he's brilliant. I love Ben to bits. That's, that is exactly the kind of thing that he would do. <laughs> Yeah, not have a copy, definitely, yeah. <laughs> but I've got a copy now, so hey, complete my catalogue. Wonderful. <laughs> Time for us to have a chat to our special guest, because uh, for people who are familiar with Shearer Isolation, we have a guest on every week, and, and this time around it is uh, Adam Lawton of the Wiltshire Music Centre, the centre in, in uh, Bradford-on-Avon, kind of geared up for helping and, and pushing classical and, and the more the, the more highbrow arty side of music. Wait until you chat to Adam. We're gonna, he's he's going to be like a jack-in-the-box and you get him talking and it'll just he'll, he'll go off on one a bit like me. So I'll tell him that it's highbrow, not for the likes of Average Joe, and we'll see what he says. This is an area that we've not covered at all in, in your isolation. We've, we've not gone down the classical route at all yet. We haven't, and it's actually, um, it is really important to, to include it because it is a really significant, and fundamentally, it's a really important venue because of the people that access it and use it. And they have lots of orchestras there, jazz orchestras, classical orchestras. And they're all young people who are like under the age of 16. And they're all incredibly talented people. So, yeah, it's a really, really important breeding ground for music, especially in this area. I'm delighted that Adam agreed to come on and talk to us and tell us about what he does. I got into classical music very young because I was very lucky to have the opportunity to learn about it in a very unpretentious way. And that came from my parents, that came from being in an area with a fantastic state-funded music education service. I was born and raised in Bath. And the youth provision around that area was absolutely phenomenal. I went to the youth programmes at Wiltshire Music Centre, where I now work as a producer. Amazing. Um, so I was so fantastically supported from such a young age that actually... I had opportunities that, you know, a lot of people who were growing up in other areas wouldn't necessarily have got. And that was in no way down to, you know, having, although, you know, I didn't come from nothing. There's still, you know, I didn't require a huge amount of money to get in. I wasn't privately educated. It wasn't anything special. It was just the opportunity to experience stunning music, which I just ended up totally falling in love with and have basically spent my entire relatively short professional career to this point and personal life trying to find as many opportunities to enjoy it and experience it with as many cool people as possible. Obviously for people who who, who don't know very briefly tell us about what the Wiltshire Music Centre is and then tell us what your role is there. 
So the Wiltshire Music Centre is a 300-seat auditorium and community centre based in Bradford-on-Avon. We uh, host a concert series throughout the year of about 50 concerts, mainly classical, folk and jazz, but also with world music offers and family offers as well. And we have a thriving creative learning department uh, spearheaded by the fantastic Cassie Tate with a broad array of different opportunities, uh, talent development opportunities, including our West England Youth Orchestra and the Wiltshire Youth Jazz Orchestra, We have Zone Club, our group for 16 to 25 year olds with PMLD, uh, various shades of learning disabilities and other uh, impairments and uh, Celebrating Age Wiltshire, which is a programme specifically designed for socially isolated older people. In addition to that, we are the host of a number of local groups, uh, the Wiltshire Young Musicians, a, a number of older groups as well. So uh, various community engagement places. We basically level ourselves as a, as a hub for high quality concert performances, but again, in that unpretentious way and in that capacity that everyone can get involved. And some of the finest projects which I've seen at centre in my three years working there, I've worked in various roles across the centre. I've seen some enormous professional ensembles, such as the English Touring Opera, uh, the Orchestra of the Age of Enlightenment and the like, working with first time amateurs and, you know, a completely open access sessions. And those are people of all ages. So they're people engaging for the first time in community choirs coming in at kind of 60, 70, 80 years old, rekindling their love for it. And that's Wiltshire Music Centre at its best. I am creative producer at the centre. I've previously worked in the creative learning department and also in fundraising as well. My role is mostly within artistic planning. It's also within our new digital engagement strand as well. We've been busy investing money in a new uh, live streaming setup in our auditorium to be able to provide uh, virtual options for all of our concerts, as well as digital alternatives for some of our creative learning programs. That's been especially useful with example with our Zone Club and with our uh, Celebrating Age, with people who have had to isolate throughout this uh, horrendous pandemic, is provided that option for us to continue to keep connected with those groups. So that's part of my work as well as supporting the creative learning department. And also because it's a relatively small space, uh, I'm sure you've talked to other people who work in these kind of smaller venues. You end up just pitching in with everything. And so there's a box office call that's taken here. There's a room that needs to be moved over there. And it's just that kind of that really nice feel within the team and within our large volunteer team that really helps support the work that we do of just kind of pitching in and just making do and and trying to make all of these experiences as worthwhile as possible for all of our our participants and our audiences. I've come to some of these science fair days where you do music Mm. and you were the driving force behind a couple of those. And I came to them and they were absolutely fantastic, really engaging, really fun. But when I've seen you standing up on that stage and you've been directing people in song, and these are people that have just come off the streets that have never... (laughs) about any of this stuff before and you've just been there orchestrating it all in front of it's absolutely magnificent to see and it's an enormous amount of fun to do. To pin my colours to the mast, I come from a family of scientists. So my parents are, are scientists. In fact, my my mum is quite involved in the University of Bath Physics Department. And that was actually one of the major connections that really made that science fair work. They provided some of the equipment. They provided a really close partnership in terms of making it go. It's a question we're asked quite a lot with the science fair. My science fair, which is an annual event we run at the centre, is why on earth? we're hosting a science fair on a yearly basis at a concert hall 
the crossover between the two disciplines is enormous. It provides a really interesting other way of looking at it. It's a free to access event. It's for five to 11 year olds. And you're right, Kieran, in terms of the numbers that we're getting there, we're getting 800 to 1000 people, many of which who only engage with the concert hall on my science fair and not on other music based projects. So actually, as an in, it's enormously valuable to kind of show people the relevance of community-based music making and the fact that you don't need to come in with enormous amounts of experience with everything else that's going on you can kind of bring in these kind of these scratch choirs and these scratch things and you can provide them with all sorts of fascinating instruments that they've never come across before and actually with the just the enthusiasm to engage and the desire to kind of make stuff happen and make noise you can create some pretty incredible things and I think the thing that you're referring to back in March 2020, when we kind of uh, were led by the brilliant Carl Bevis, who is a, a local creative. He's involved in all sorts of different projects, very involved now with Seed down in Bridgewater. He was creating a song for my science fair and it's drawing out the themes and it's writing poetry and it's that cross art thing. And, in, and then there's the actual engagement. And then it was performed alongside people playing fruit pianos, which were, if you connect a banana or an apple up, because they can uh, conduct electricity through them you can connect them up to a computer and you can turn them into a piano and that is infinitely fascinating for any kid because of course you touch a piano you touch a banana it makes a noise like a piano and that's enormously exciting so it's kind of hard not to get excited on that stage and it's kind I'm excited. of hard not I'm to excited. Yeah, I want to exactly. go I want to go <laughs> Um, so Adam, how did you get involved in classical and, and in opera? And how, how did you kind of steer yourself? Because it's not something you would typically associate a, a younger person to, to, to move towards when, when most people go towards indie or rock or pop or something like that. To be clear, I also very much went into Indian pop and all the rest of it. I couldn't get my hand around the guitar shapes as much as anything. I think even actually as a kid, I wanted to learn the guitar in the first instance, and there was not enough spaces for the guitar teacher at my local primary school. So I ended up getting a violin instead and kind of just had to make do with that. And that was kind of my first introduction to it. And going back to what I was saying previously, it was all about what the state funded music service in our area was able to provide. And it was also what the venues and the local areas were able to provide as well. Without that support, there is absolutely no way I would have had the opportunity to develop any sort of taste for classical music. Through that, I was able to experience orchestras. I was able to experience string orchestras. I was able to, you know, I was playing in various different things on piano and violin. I also tried my hand at jazz very badly as well. So, you know, I played a little bit of saxophone, a little bit of this a little bit of that and it was that really kind of that open atmosphere that really excited me and you know and then I tried loads of different things I played synthesizer for a death metal band for like a year or so I played quite a bit of folk I played a bit of folk fiddle and I just ended up thinking well this is totally amazing and I was never committed enough to ever practice something long enough for people to pay me properly to actually play it for a career so the, I know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> and you look at it again and again and you think oh why did I waste all those hours I could have been there but then the next best thing is to just enjoy and experience all these other great players and doing it and so I've just been trying to 
to be as close to those kind of environments as possible ever since. Moving on to the track then. So um, Anna, we asked you to, to pick a tune. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about the, the track you've chosen? And also if you want to plug anything that's happening at the, at the centre or, or give us the website details or whatever, then now's your chance. Yeah, well, uh, so, I mean, Wiltshire Music Centre, www.wiltshiremusic.org.uk. We've got a new uh, autumn-winter 2021 programme coming out. We're trying to open up our auditorium in earnest, and we've got, you know, live streaming options as well. So please do check us out on our website. The track which I've chosen is actually not related to Wiltshire Music Centre at all. I am calling in from Bristol. I live up in Bristol, and I live with a fantastic selection of people, many of which singers and I've had to learn an awful lot about classical singing in the time that I've been living with them for the past year two years now and a lot of them sing in a fantastic choir based in Bristol called Fitzharding Consort which represents very similar ethos to what Wiltshire Music Centre is all about as well. They are currently trying to develop a new uh, education and outreach programme which I'm helping them out with. They are a wonderful group of singers, a fantastic bunch and just the most fun in the world and if you're ever down at the Three Tons pub in Bristol, just off Bristol Cathedral, you will invariably find them out there getting through all of the beer and the cigarettes that you could possibly find in the local area. So this is a wonderful recording of Charles Wood's Hail Gladdening Light, which they recorded coming out of lockdown. And it's just so joyful. It's so energetic. And, you know, to see the light and the energy that comes from that choir and the sound as well. And you can also see um, Andy Marshall's dog at the background having a little wonder if you if you check that out right up by the, the edge of the altar. So do keep your eyes open for that as you enjoy the recording.
Okay, there we go. That tune that we just played is Hail Gladdening Light, performed by the Fitzharding Consort. And what a consort it was. Now, it's, it's a really good example of what Adam's about. He's, he's a proper crazy outlier, um, and I love him to bits. I'm glad we're able to platform music like this on the show. So you literally do get a little bit of everything on this program. You do indeed. And uh, don't forget, if you want to go back and listen to any of the tunes that we've played, there is a YouTube playlist set up, and it's probably the most eclectic, mixed-up playlist in the history of YouTube playlists. It's just, everything is on there. <laughs> don't get me into industrial techno, because it's not my sort of thing. Thank you. No tips. Okay, no industrial techno. Anything else is, is fair game for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time for some news. We kind of already touched on this at the start of the show, but there's, there's a lot of bigger events happening now. And it kind of came along a little bit too late for the likes of Where Madden 2000 Trees, but the, it does seem like there's, there's far more optimism now for the, the larger events and the larger festivals, which were scheduled for August and do seem to be going ahead now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, Reading is the big one, obviously, because that was always planned to be full capacity. So obviously it's the beginning of August now. There doesn't appear to be any inclination. So since we've unlocked, I've been watching the news like you have. It does seem like the green light is very much on to, to carry on as we were. So obviously the encouragement is to stay safe, you know, use hand sanitizer, wear a mask if you feel like the need to do so. But uh, it does appear that we can tentatively go back to enjoying ourselves. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, talking of green light and kind of tying this in with uh, traveling abroad and people coming o- over here and linking that into the big festivals, are we still seeing any issue with getting musicians into the country and our musicians going to, to play at events abroad? That is actually, that is still very much in the dark. That's, I don't think, has been addressed yet. So, or if it has been addressed, been no, there's been no talk of it. So, um, that's very much still open to interpretation. We will, we will wait and see what happens. I think that it's not clear and easy. You're a musician, tra- travel over. Very much not that. So. Any, anything that you've got to, coming up in the next few weeks, Kieran, you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, so in three weeks' time, we've got Parachute for Gordo, the math rock bands that I've got playing for me. It's my, my, literally my only show that I have over the summer, other than Frank Turner this weekend. Because, you know, summer's not really great for gigs and I'm, everyone was still unsure about booking shows and so on and so forth. So there, there is that. That's happening on Tuesday, the 17th of August. And on Saturday, the 28th of August, there's a gig happening in Chippenham with Let's Swim, Get Swimming, who we played previously on the show. So we've got two kind of mathy rock shows happening in the central Wiltshire area um, that are probably worth in- investigating. Yeah, it's a shame you don't have your, your big board behind you with all your posters and your dates on. <laughs> yeah, so Ultrasound got cancelled. What, what are the other three? So it's Ultrasound, Frank Turner, that's still going ahead, although the date changed. Uh, John Gom, that's still on. We're still good for John Gom. Sure, I think it's not been affected. <laughs> Although it did get postponed a year, didn't it? Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, it did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to any shows, you can do. You can find us on YouTube or any uh, of the streaming podcasting services. Um, just look for Sheer Isolation, and you can get in touch with us by emailing sheerisolation at gmail dot com. You've managed the full half hour without tucking into your Kinder Sweetie. I have now. <laughs> well, we're nearly at the end, so yeah, I will. I'll let that one go. I'll let that slide. Thank you, everybody, Good, for listening to us. We'll be back <laughs> same place next week. Always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> Toodles.